0: As a multifaceted designer from Lebanon, Paula Sa'er always seeks to inject art and culture into the design of products and objects. She graduated from ALBA with a degree in product design and has been creating since then, with putting heavy focus on research and experimentation. Paula describes her work as little stories from different times and a selfless and ongoing collaboration with the world because it is always the role of an object to express messages from its forms, its fields, and its materials. With projects being exhibited around the Middle East and Europe, Paula was awarded the Rising Talent Award by Messonet Object in September 2018 Um, And coming from and living in Beirut, it is easy to get lost in the constantly evolving and transitioning city. So, whether it's related or not, we will talk about how Paula has been using design as a therapy and as a pillar to keep one grounded despite all the happenings in the world, which I think is very relevant in this era. So, pleasure to have you. It's great to be here. Thank you. Um, can you tell
1: us a little bit about your background first? Well, my name is Paula Saer. I'm a 25 year old product designer from Beirut, Lebanon. As very well said it, I graduated from ALBA in 2016. And here I am living in Beirut, a very complicated country to live in. Uh, very politically challenged, a lot of social and environmental problems. economical problems at the moment is on the top of the list and it's always challenging but it's always also beautiful to see what we can do with so many more hoops to jump through compared to other people around the world.
0: (laughs) That's awesome so but how did you first start uh, having passion in design or What did you see in design that kind of resonate with your passion or
1: what you wanted to be at that time? Um, I guess the passion of designing was always there since my youngest age. I I always had my hands full trying to construct all sorts of things. And I don't know, to me, design is a very whole practice. It has a very good yin-yang balance to it. The concept, the storytelling part for me, like the starting point of any project is the feminine side and the production phase, all the technical aspect of the process, this is the masculine side. And together it really makes it a very fulfilling journey to be designing things. And I think this is where it resonates the most with me because I feel like even in my own, my personal work, I have this yin-yang balance without even really thinking about it. There's always this contrast between a very feminine line, for example, and a very masculine material or vice versa. And so I
0: guess that doesn't change your outlook on your profession then and now.
1: Um, No, actually. So when I first started my practice as a designer, I was asked, how would you describe your work? And I said, the code that she said in the introduction, it's an ongoing collaboration with the world, uh, something around the lines of, there's always intention of doing something good, whether it's social, environmental, or simply something for the soul. And back then it was very true, but today the definition has taken a much deeper meaning for me, like doing something good. Over the past years, I have been evolving through my own spiritual journey, and I found that I am exactly where I'm supposed to be, doing exactly what I should be doing. Like, I have found a deeper sense of belonging to this planet, and I think I have found my purpose, or maybe it has been more solidified, like I kind of knew it, but now I actually know it. (laughs) And as you know, anything around us, objects, uh, buildings, literally anything that you see in front of you holds a specific frequency to it. And I think when working with intention and pouring feelings and stories and even mental images into the things I'm creating, it is always echoed in the final piece.
0: Right.
1: And I believe that it is never a coincidence when a person chooses or has been gifted a product and then decides to share their space with that product they might be they might need to surround themselves with that frequency and therefore it has found them in a way and that might sound like total nonsense to some people, and I get that and this is why I usually do not <laughs> share this information like. I have the story that I give to my audience, but underneath it lays a deeper meaning that is very personal to me. Like every single choice I make is directed by my intuition above all. I have to feel the product as I'm creating it. I never start creating something directly on my computer, for example. I really have to be physically in touch with the shapes and the materials and the textures. And I... Often get bruised and scratched, and I welcome that because it is part of that material's identity. If that makes any sense, uh, I think I have a very light approach to my product, and I mean that in a, like my mental state is very light. I give them the space and freedom to grow differently than what I had originally planned for them. And I think that's beautiful because at the end of the process and when I have my final product and I just feel it, I know it's final because I know it, like just by looking at it and looking back on the first steps of the way, I'm like, wow, this, this was going in a different direction and now it makes so much more sense. It just clicks, you know? Yeah. So...
0: As you said before, um, I'm very curious that before, maybe you were doing design based on uh, your talent and then what you like. And then over time, it helped you find purpose. You mentioned also that your intention always comes through to the object. So maybe it was always there, right? The intention was always there. But was it any different before and after
1: you you found the purpose? Yeah, I mean the intention, like the, the the starting points of any project will come to me like any other day. Like there's this inspiring thing that I saw or there's this heartbreaking story that I lived or this beautiful, I don't know, like element that I saw and I want to recreate that or share that, just like translate a feeling or a sensation. And that has always been the same since the beginning, but personally personally like deep down when I'm creating something now I know that my fingers like any other person I'm not saying I'm special in any way but I just realized that there's so much responsibility that comes with not only creating but the intentions that you inject in anything you do in life and creation is very is a very material form of that so I think that when I'm creating and I have the intention of, you know, I'm thinking like this vase is going to end up in some home and I want that the person around the space feels at peace or maybe something different than peace. But I mean, yeah, it does play a big role, but it doesn't change the process. It's just the physical process doesn't change. It's just my mental process that is much more aware and conscious of, what I'm doing exactly.
0: Right, right, right. That's great. And so other than being a medium for self-expression, what other ways is design healing or therapeutic
1: for you? Um, Well, first of all, I knew I was healing myself from the experiences or feelings I was trying to express. Uh, I'm putting my feelings out there in the world and somehow it makes me kind of let go. It turns my, like, it's like I'm turning my own stale energies into something productive. And then I just let it go into the universe and I let it do whatever it has to do, reach the people it has to reach. And then I think everyone can let go afterwards. And I feel I have evolved somehow through my projects. This is how I personally grew through them. And I thought it ended there for me a few years back. Like it's just my own personal healing and I'm just creating something beautiful and functional that people are going to want to have in their homes. But I thought that the healing, my secret healing (laughs) uh, Mm -hmm. uh, vision of it was very personal. But lately, after having some time to reflect on myself during quarantine and I realize this extends more to the receivers and viewers of the pieces and the healing is not just limited to me because we all have a lot in common, even though it's not the exact same stories, but feelings right. tend to be redundant.
0: Right, yeah, I do agree. Like the concept of wabi-sabi, like why a lot of people like it, I'm pretty sure also because they can resonate with it, they can connect with it. And yeah. emotionally drawn to it. Uh, so finally they buy it because they they have the same frequency with that object. And exactly. But it will also be like a reminder for them whenever they see it in their homes. So in a way that is also healing for these people and these receivers. Yeah, so with that, yeah, I think there in many, in like a lot of aspects, there are artists that uh, make things that will sell, so like they know there's some the demand for maybe like a modern um, style base. Uh, so they make it for that market. But there are also some that, that expresses themselves and hope people are drawn to um, the object that they're creating personally they like. So I think you're the latter one, right? Using
1: um, the object as a self-expression the things i make yes they have a very emotional value to it and yes there's this whole story behind it but at the end of the day i always make it a point to create functionality above anything else function 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 like there will always be someone who needs the function that i am creating or recreating to be more accurate i never follow a market I follow my gut mostly Mm -hmm. and then the right things will just fall into place accordingly I don't think I I have never thought before creating a product like yeah I think uh, people will like this people will need this people people will like this yeah because now it's a trend or whatever it's not it's really not like that it's it's very personal and not just personal sometimes I actually have a client who's asking me for a specific something for them and well they asked for it you know and I just have to create it for them and then we see how it how it can take new length, you know.
0: Finally um, going back to finding purpose as a designer since you've successfully found your passion and your purpose Uh, What advice would you give other people who may have not found their
1: passion or are currently searching for one? (laughs) Um, I don't think I'm in a position to give out advice since, let's face it, I'm still 25. But since I have many friends around me who have not yet found their purpose, I would say stop stressing about it. Just I know you're in a hurry and it might be easy for me to say that considering I'm one of the lucky ones who have found what they wanted to do early on. Um, We all have different journeys at the end of the day and there is no right or wrong. You could find your purpose at 50 and that is totally okay. It's literally the journey that got you to that point that is the most important. Mm -hmm. So just stop listening to other people's opinion about what you should do Trust me, if I had said to anyone at the age of 21 that I wanted to start my studio by myself, I would have never heard the end of it. Honestly, like even me, if somebody came to me and is just a fresh graduate telling me he wants to start his own studio, I would say just go gather experience, gather discipline, gather it. And that is all very true. But to me, it happened naturally. I didn't plan on doing that. And this is why I think it worked somehow because if I had planned on doing it, there would be so much stress involved in the process. So uh, my advice would be just keep doing what makes you happy, even hobbies or anything. Just stay curious and focus on what you love. Explore deeper anything that interests you. And one day you will just wake up knowing. You just know. Like, When you found your purpose, you'll know it.
0: Mm. (laughs) That's awesome. It's important to address also the issue of mental health, right? Like healing. So you can be part of finding that purpose of yours to maybe heal first, and then you'll just naturally find it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My last advice would be also like anything you do, just do it lightly. Like, Everything has to be light. There's no stress. There. Like if you put things into perspective, it's not that important. You're just like a tiny ant on the planet right now, and it doesn't it somehow it doesn't matter, but also what you do matters a lot. So, if you just do it lightly and just go with the flow of things that are part of your life, you'll wake up and you you will be like okay, today I am happy. I'm doing this. And I know that this is what I want to be doing for a very long time. And this is just the way it is. And there's so much stress on, you know, like you chose that and you're going to do that for the rest of your life. No, maybe in 15 years, I'm going to wake up and be like, maybe I don't want to be a designer anymore. Or like today, I doubt that would happen, but that's what I want to say. Just keep a very light mindset and do it with love and you will find what you're looking for. Sometimes if it's too heavy, then you just never
0: will make the leap, right? (laughs) You will never want to heal. You will never want to try something new. So I think it's very inspirational, your journey and what you do with product design. Because a lot of people do think very lightly on product design. Um, I think we need to be aware of the length and the messages it can project out so thanks a lot for sharing
1: thank you for having me
0: thank you so much for listening to this episode please connect with us on our website and social media our instagram is the design story with two why's because one why was already taken But in all seriousness, we would really love to hear from you. So shoot us feedback, questions, and share with your
1: friends. If this is your first time on Story of Design, welcome to the community. Subscribe and leave a review if this motivates you in some ways.
0: Take care and stay inspired. This episode is sponsored by BioLiving an innovator in sustainable weaving practices for design and architectural applications.